This is the Education Exchange with Paul Peterson. I am the senior editor at Education X. Thank you for joining us. According to a recent news report in the Wall Street Journal, investing in a college degree is becoming riskier. While the cost of college continues to rise, the chances that one is going to do a lot better than graduates in the past isn't necessarily true. Fifty years ago, the prospects for college graduates were going up year after year, and it was a no-brainer to go on to college. Almost anybody who went to college was going to earn more than the parents were, whether or not mom and dad had a college degree or not. But that splendid era is coming to an end, the Wall Street Journal tells us, pointing to a National Bureau of Economic Research working paper by economist Robert Valletta, who is a vice president at the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. And I'm very pleased to have with me today on the Education Exchange, uh, Robert uh, Valletta. Robert, thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange. Uh, it's very much my pleasure, Paul. And please, please call me Rob. That's what all my friends call me. Well, Rob, what's the reality behind the Wall Street Journal's front page story? Is this new newspaper hype or are the, is it really true that the benefits from a college education are not rising with every passing year? The Wall Street Journal article is really plays it straight in terms of describing the findings from my research and uh, how, how to think about them. Uh, it's really not hype at all. What, what I found in my research using um, standard large databases where we have uh, publicly available information on, on people's wages and salaries and um, what types of jobs they're in and so on, what my research showed is that um, in past decades, especially in the 1980s, but in the 1990s as well, we saw the, the wage gap, the wage premium associated with a college degree steadily rising. And what's happened since about the year 2000 is that that um, steady increase in the wage gap between people with a college degree and people with a high school degree or less that's flattened out. There's basically um, been very little change in the, uh, in the wage advantage conferred on college graduates. And in fact, since 2010, between 2010 and around 2017, which is um, some updated analysis I've done since that, since that paper came out, um, the wage advantage to having a college degree has, has not changed at all. It's, it's been completely stable. So how big is this gap? I mean, if if uh, I have two sons or two daughters and one uh, goes to college and the other stays home, how big is the difference going to be? Well, uh, on, on average, and, and, and when I say on average, that's really um, a big caveat because, of course, it's kind of like financial investments. Individual results uh, can vary tremendously uh, depending on, on, on one's own experience. But, but on average, uh, somebody with a college degree is going to earn something like 75% more, um, nearly double uh, what a person uh, with uh, a high school degree earns. Well, that, that 75% is just a little bit short of doubling, but that still is a fantastic uh, a differential. It, it is. It is. And um, it, it, what it means is that for most people, going to college is still a very sound financial investment from the narrow perspective of how much it costs up front, 
and then how much it increases one's earnings throughout the, the, the whole span of a person's uh, work life. Um, so that, that cost-benefit analysis is the way economists typically think about it, the, pay the costs up front, and then you get uh, returns later on. That really pans out very well for the typical college graduate. So how much did this actually change between 1980 and 2000? You said it by 2000, it's 75% or somewhere in that range. What was it, say, back in 1980 or 1970? Well, it was more in the range of about 35 to 40% in, in 1980. Uh, so, so it's gone up. It's, that, that college premium in percentage terms uh, between 1980 and, uh, say, 2010, which is when it really flattened out, it, it basically doubled over that uh, three-decade period. Well, of course, you know, this can't go on forever. I mean, there is such a thing as the law of dim diminishing returns. I mean, it, it, was, it would fly through the ceiling somehow if, 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 it, didn't stop slow, if it didn't start to slow down. That, that's a good point. And, and what we've seen is that in response to uh, a real uh, noticeable surge in the relative earnings of college graduates in the 1980s, one, what we saw was the expected response in terms of investment in college education. That is that more people uh, were going to college. They, they recognized that college was an increasingly uh, favorable financial investment and that it would lead to careers that, that um, really um, uh, were much better than, than what they would be end up with if they only stopped at it with a high school degree. And so you did see more people investing in college, and that does tend to even out the, um, the, the returns over time. So those big, big returns early on will start to get eroded a little bit as people respond to the natural economic incentives of uh, of those high returns to college. Right. So, Supply is going to, supply is, it would seem to me, supply would catch up with demand, right? If, if yeah, you're going to get so much more from going to college, many more people will go to college and eventually you won't get so much from going to college. That, that's exactly right. The, the, uh, the demand can often uh, rise very quickly when there are changes in the labor market, new types of technologies and jobs that require a higher skill level. And so we saw that surge in demand, um, but then, as you say, eventually the supply will respond and, and, and catch up with demand. What's interesting, though, is that, that um, it seems like the supply has continued to grow, but the, uh, but the demand for college graduates in terms of um, having um, a college degree represents something really unique in the, in the labor market, that, that, that that uh, premium for being a college graduate has somewhat eroded over time as college degrees have become more and more commonplace. So why do you think that is the case, that, uh, the, um, that, that the employer is not willing to pay any more? They're paying, willing to pay as much, but they're not willing to pay ever more and ever more for uh, an employee with a college degree. Is it because the students aren't learning as much in college as they once were? Well, there, there may be a little bit of an element uh, of um, college um, providing, uh, not, not providing as much as it did in the past in terms of marketable skills. But I don't think that's the main thing that's going on. So 
Uh, my research suggests that a big part of what's going on is that um, the, na the, the types of jobs available in the labor market have shifted largely because of changes in the technologies used in the workplace. There are a lot of jobs that used to be held by college graduates that paid quite well, uh, office jobs, accounting jobs, those sorts of things where over time um, the task that, that individuals did in those jobs have been uh, essentially automated. Um, so there's a certain amount of replacement going on of, of labor that used to require a college degree that's now essentially being done by computers to a large degree. So you don't uh, need to know how to add 17 and 23. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so somebody's going to do that for you. Uh, exactly. So, so having a, but I mean, it, it goes beyond that. They're they're beyond basic basic math and and arithmetic. Uh, there's a lot of just keeping track of things that people used to do on ledgers. And and your younger audience is going to have no idea what I'm talking about when I start referring to actually writing things down on ledgers. I'm sure the word ledger is um, it might as well be something from the Middle Ages as far as younger people are concerned, but. People used to actually write things down, and that, now that's all done by, on, by computers. So how about the gap between a college degree and an advanced degree, whether it's an MA or a PhD, is that gap continuing to widen? That gap has also uh, flattened out. So it, it, it continued to widen a little bit longer than the basic gap between a four-year college graduate and a high school graduate. So there was a little bit of an extra oomph attached to having a, a graduate degree, um, and, and that was going up a little bit beyond uh, when the college premium started flattening out. But that's flattened out over the last five to eight years or so as well. And it seems like increasingly in the labor market, there's a larger and larger number of people with college and graduate degrees who are competing for a smaller and smaller number of jobs that actually require the skills that are obtained by going to college or graduate school. So there's kind of this cascading effect where the people with the highest skills are getting the best jobs and the people with slightly lower skills, maybe a major in college that has less, uh, less, technical, less of a technical component, or a graduate degree that, that, that maybe isn't as highly valued in the marketplace, the people with the, with the most highly valued degrees, they're kind of squeezing out the people who may have a college or graduate degree but aren't in the exact right field that's in the highest demand. So you're sort of saying it's not a matter of just going to college now, it's going to college and going into the right, getting the right major or the right area of concentration. That, I think that's right, that what we've seen is that um, and, and as I mentioned, there's a lot of variation across individuals. A lot of that depends not just on the person, but on their, their college major and their chosen field of graduate study. Uh, it's important to look across the, the range of different salary potentials for, for, a, given, for a given major or, or degree program and, and think about whether it's going to, to pan out in terms of the long-term career prospect and, and the financial gains to it. Well, I hear a lot about the advantages of going to community college or junior college or getting a vocational degree in that we are under-investing under in that area and everybody has problems finding an electrician to come to their house. Uh, what, do you, what does your research show about this 
two-year degree. Is that is that is the demand for that growing relative to other levels of education? My research didn't really address that question. I think that is a crucial question, and and that is one that. Um, Working at the Federal Reserve, we, we talk a lot with employers and what they're experiencing in, in the labor market. And certainly there, there is a shortage of skilled craftspeople. Uh, and so, so blue-collar work that involves uh, technical skills, whether that be electrician or plumber or auto mechanic, all, all those kinds of, of jobs um, often go unfilled. And that suggests that maybe more targeted training at the community college level could actually be advantageous. But, but this is an area of research that um, is, is quite large and I think is somewhat indeterminate in regard to pinning down just how great the needs are and what's going to, whether the financial payoff for the individuals and society is really going to be worthwhile if, if, if they try to expand those programs. So it's a little bit more speculative than a lot of the commentary would have you believe, probably. I, I think that's right. And, and part of the problem is just that there's a tremendous uh, volatility over time or unevenness in the, in the demand or, or need for people with those kinds of skills. When there's a recession, uh, a lot of those blue-collar jobs just get decimated. They, they get um, really cut back quite severely. And, and then what do the people in them do? You can't go for two or three years without work, and so maybe it makes sense to retrain for, for a job that's going to have more stability. Uh, so that's an additional problem is not just the long-term trends, but also adjusting to short-term fluctuations or unevenness in, in, the, in um, the demand for those kinds of jobs. Well, it, it, but maybe that's sort of what's going on when you say that uh, it, the, the demand for that uh, college degree is not going up. Maybe it's going up in the sense that it's becoming a, a, a safer job today than ever before or relative to other things. Or wouldn't you, don't you see any evidence for that? Well, I, I my, again, my research didn't really address that question, even though I, I agree with you that it is a crucial question. When we look at other countries like Germany, for example, um, maybe not the best timing to be talking about Germany because there's a lot of talk of Germany falling into recession, maybe even already being in a recession. But over many years now, Germany has maintained a, a, a stable workforce of uh, blue-collar manufacturing workers. Uh, and, and that has been through a variety of different training programs and an emphasis in the country on that kind of manufacturing work. So I don't think it's just a matter of the educational system that's going to, in picking and choosing what the educational system is doing, I don't think that's going to ensure people against uh, fluctuations and, and changes in, in uh, job demands and expectations. It's a more uh, cohesive um, uh, effort at the level of the country as a whole that seems to work, and I think that's what Germany tends tends to do. Well, I know you've been concentrating on the demand side here, but uh, uh, the the Wall Street Journal story and a lot of the commentary is on the rising costs of college. Uh, have they flattened out too since the year two thousand, or are they rising as steeply as they were in the preceding period? 
Well, I'm going to speculate based on what I've heard or, or do a little bit of informed speculation. Uh, my understanding is that costs have continued to rise, and, and we certainly hear about sticker shock in regard to college education on, on a regular basis. It seems like every year the cost goes up. I, I was an undergraduate at uh, the University of California, Berkeley, in the early 1980s, and we paid next to nothing for a University of California education. Now they pay a substantial amount, not like private schools, but, but something that re really requires careful thinking about financing. And that's been a, a, a pretty strong trend, a pretty consistent and long-term trend uh, over many decades now. So projecting out over the next 15 to 20 years, what would you see as the future? Are we going to see a point in time when there's not going to be such a gap between the college educated and the high school educated worker? Well, it may, I, I think that, that gap, those gaps are going to stay large. College is, is going to remain um, something very worthwhile. And, and even abstracting from these narrow financial issues, there, there are many reasons why college education is a very important thing and worthwhile for individuals and for society as a whole, and that would take a whole separate series of podcasts to really uh, to really understand those kinds of broader social issues. Um, but I think what's going to happen over time is that the kinds of college education and graduate degrees that people are getting, there, there will likely be some shifts. People may be focusing more on on technical and quantitative skills. We see that in people with college degrees now. There was a long period where people coming out of college, um, even in my own workplace, we couldn't necessarily expect them to have the kinds of computer and statistical analysis skills that we needed, but, but more and more um, with the improvement in undergraduate computer-related education, we're, we're seeing more of those technical skills being delivered, and that could offset some of the, the downward pressure on the um, on the relative earnings of college graduates. Well, thank you very much, Robert. This has been a fascinating uh, discussion of the changing demand for college graduates. It's not rising uh, with every passing year, but has begun to stabilize, and who knows, it may turn downward. Uh, thank you, Robert, uh, for joining me on the Education Exchange. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. I've been speaking with Robert Valletta, an economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and a vice president at that institution. Thank you, Rob, for joining me on the Education Exchange. I am Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. Please join me for our new Education Exchange podcast released on the Education Next website every Monday at noon Eastern time.